Hello, everyone. What's up? Welcome into the BetUS NBA show. We have Chris Farley and Josh C. with us here today. A big Thursday, the start, official start of March Madness, which means that there's hardly any NBA action because who wants to compete with that? So only one game on the slate today, and it's not a great game, Pistons Magic. But of course, we're going to talk about it and get into it. But let's start by recapping yesterday a little bit. Chris, hate to put you on the spot right away, but the Timberwolves-Lakers game kind of screwed you over. Yeah, it did. Uh, of course, I, I had a five-in-one night and uh, personal plays and for my customers, but not on this show because the lines just aren't as rich, but that's okay. Um, Nuggets, great great play there, Kate. Uh, the Nuggets looked they were dominating that entire game. Of course, the Mavs. I, I called that the Mavs will win by two you points. Did. On the show, and that's exactly <laughs> what happened. So I won on my side, lost in the show. And then, yeah, that was a weird third quarter for the Timberwolves. It's like they uh, forgot how to score for a second there. I believe they scored 19 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I wouldn't call that necessarily the LeBron effect or anything good that the Lakers did because the Timberwolves were scoring at will for that for the entirety of that game. And if they have a normal third quarter, then that team total, even on the show, probably hits. But uh, hard not to be a fan of what the Timberwolves are doing right now. I, I like them more and more. Uh, especially with the moxie they're showing. I was laughing out loud when they were making fun of Russell Westbrook. I'm sorry, but somebody like, you know, players around the league are have to start calling them out too. It's just, it's, it's just really, really bad. Um, and I'm going to segue into this because Josh, I know you want to talk about it. Watching the Celtics last night was extremely impressive uh, with Steph Curry on the floor too. It's not like they won because Steph Curry was out of that game. Uh, I mean, just absolutely dominant. And I mean, near perfect basketball in the first half, They on offense and defense. So it was, it was a great slate yesterday. We did well, not so well on the show. So you're welcome, Alex, uh, opening up a lane for you here. <laughs> Alex and I are pretty close here in um, overall winning percentage. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to the last three weeks. Yeah, Chris is at 58%, Alex is 56%, and Josh is shooting up the ranks right now with his um, unbelievable role he's on. So yesterday, Josh, what all did you win? Because it was pretty much everything. <laughs> it was everything, which was a, a nice day. So joined you on Denver full game, took Denver first half as well, was pretty aggressive in that one, was on the Mavs money line at the opener in that one too. So that was a uh, very fun and exciting finish to wrap up what was a really good day. Also got on Charlotte uh, once the market flipped there on them at underdogs. Um, that was, again, a nice fourth quarter that came through, relatively stress-free. And I decided to lay points with the New York Knicks, which is always a uh, sweaty and uncomfortable wager to be making. But, uh, yeah, laying double digits with the Knicks came to fruition, which was nice. But, but can't say I'll be doing that again anytime soon, I don't imagine that was probably more so, again, just fading uh, an all-time bad Portland team than necessarily putting a whole lot of faith in the Knicks. But, hey, 5-0, can't complain. Pretty good day. Um, I want to say let's keep it rolling, but it's a little bit hard when we're talking about Detroit and Orlando for today. Yeah, that is our only game on the slate for today, so let's just jump right in. This is going to be a fairly quick show. We'll talk about a little March Madness afterwards, so as always, throw some questions into the chat feature, and we'll try and get those answered for you. Speaking of our overall record, and Alex um, making some headway, trying to catch Chris here. Chris still has the edge. Josh, you've climbed out of your hole, and it's 73-67. It's been an impressive couple weeks for you here, and um, I am sitting at 
94 and 88. So a little bit above 500, but we'll keep things rolling today, hopefully, with this uh, terrible, terrible matchup. I mean, it's kind of no wonder that the NBA schedules this game as the only game for the day, knowing that all eyes are going to be on college basketball today. So not too many um, eyeballs would probably be on this game, regardless of if there wasn't any college basketball. The Magic, though, two-and-a-half-point favorites. This line has come down from um, the opener, which had Magic around minus four. Total here is 219-and-a-half. Both of these teams just at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. So, Chris, what do you expect to happen here tonight with uh, two not-so-great offenses? Yeah, well, exactly right, Kate. That's what I'm hoping for tonight is <laughs> is not-so-good offenses continuing to be not-so-good uh, really, the only thing that I could look at in this game was the under. Um, I remember Kate was talking to you about this game yesterday, and I thought it would come around closer to 210. Uh, that's where I have it. I have it about 210.5, 211. Uh, and, and these two teams, when it comes down to it, you know, the, the tagline for this bet is that these are just not good shooting teams, but they've definitely shown some progress on the defensive end of the floor. I mean, the Orlando Magic's case, only three rotation regulars which means 800 minutes or more on this year's Magic team have shooting percentages that are above league average. Uh, one of those is Wendell Carter Jr., and he's questionable tonight. The other two are Mo Bamba and Gary Harris. He's officially uh, out tonight. He's officially out, so there you go. So that's a big loss for them. So, uh, And it's especially the way that he's been playing lately. Uh, they're, you know, they're good at grabbing those, uh, I forget if it was offensive or defensive rebounds because I was falling asleep as I was researching this game. But let me, they're pretty good at one of those categories. Uh, uh, You know, I just, Cole Anthony, they got some guys in their team, Jalen Suggs, but they're not consistent enough. Uh, Meanwhile, post-All-Star break, both of these teams have improved on defense. Uh, Orlando's defensive defensive efficiency after the All-Star break is 7th. The Pistons' defensive efficiency is 16th. Still doesn't sound very good, but it's much better than they were playing earlier in the year. And their offensive efficiency just hasn't changed at all. Um, you know, the, the, true, the true shooting percentage is a really good mark of how well a team shoots, a player shoots, because it incorporates three-pointers the way that they should be incorporated. And there's just not a lot of players on either team that have really good uh, effective field goal percentages. Now, the Pistons, they rely on their second-chance opportunities, but I... I don't see them getting much of that here because the Magic are first in the NBA post-All-Star break in defensive rebounding efficiency. So it's just, for me, it's going to pan out to be probably one of those slower games. Jeremy Grant is out tonight. Cunningham is also questionable. Uh, or is he out now, too? So questionable. Still questionable. You know, six of the last eight Pistons games have gone under. Five of the last seven Orlando games have gone under. And one of those was a phony overtime game against the Hawks that should not have gone over. Uh, you know, Pistons average 103, Magic average 104. In three games, these teams have averaged 208. Just everything is pointing me towards the under here. Honestly, the only thing that makes me question this at all is the fact that the line opened at 219 um, and it hasn't moved down at all. And the fact that Josh might have a contrarian standpoint on this. <laughs> so, you know, Josh on his heater is uh, spooking me a little bit here. But uh, for the full game, I just expect this to be sleepy. Uh, slow, more defense than offense, and more inefficient shooting from both these teams like we've seen all year. All right, Josh, what's your uh, opposing pick? Well, firstly, I spent way too much time <laughs> looking at this game. Uh, and I How much is way too much re- time? Give us a number. Exactly one hour and 26 minutes was spent on Detroit Magic versus or 
Orlando, uh, sorry, Detroit Pistons versus the Orlando Magic in a game of regular season basketball with very little value to either side. But such is life, and I'm hoping it at least comes with some sort of payday at the end of it. Otherwise, it will just be an excruciating waste of time altogether. Um, but I do have something a little bit different to, to what Chris is going with here. I'm going with the first half over in this game. Uh, looking specifically at how these teams match up. Now, Orlando, since the start of January, have been a top-five team in pace. Since the start of February, top-four team in pace in the NBA. Um, you know, with Cole Anthony back and healthy, they seem intent on just running the floor. Detroit don't necessarily wrestle against that either. I mean, they're a bottom-ten team in pace of play, but when you look at all the games where they've played a team who are top-six, top-seven, top-eight in pace... All of those games have been fast, and that's because they basically just go and join the party and they start running themselves. You know, they're not a team that is necessarily instilled on playing slow half-court basketball in a manner that, you know, they're going to try and, and stop the other team from doing what they want. Instead, that they seem to just sort of tag along, and I think that's kind of what we'll see coming out of the gates here in particular. Now, defensively, the Magic have looked good. The vulnerability for Orlando has been allowing a lot of drives to the basket, which is what Detroit do, especially if Cade Cunningham is playing. And they give up a lot of corner threes, which is exactly what Detroit do at the minute um, with those drive and kick plays. And that should result in a lot of high-quality looks. Obviously, it results in having to need Detroit to make these shots. Um, but we have seen them make them, like I said, against these high-paced teams where they don't necessarily have to play against set defenses either. They're allowed to sort of play in transition and play in the fast break and... Uh, you look at sort of the points that the Magic concede as well, and it kind of fits in exactly what Detroit does. And that is, you know, score off of turnovers, score off of second chance opportunities. Um, both of those things I'm hoping, again, come to fruition, especially early on in this game. I looked as well at, again, I looked at a lot of things, and a lot of it was dead ends and wasted times. But I did look as well at Detroit when they come off of a game against a top 10 defense and a team who is bottom 10 in pace, which is what they did against Miami, where it was a game that fell comfortably under. I was on the under in that game as well. Uh, and then they play a team that's top 10 in pace, which is what they will be today. And the first halves have been off the chart quick. Um, so clearly they enjoyed the idea of running out and being able to play in transition after having a game where they were kind of shackled down a little bit, if you will. Um, Six times that's happened this calendar year. All six times it has gone comfortably over this number, averaging at about 118 points in that first half. So, look, the only other thing I will have that is a little bit more subjective away from the sort of the matchup and statistical analysis is that these teams don't ever get the opportunity to play as sort of a nationally televised spotlight game. And you're giving two young teams the opportunity to do that. We see time and again late season in seasons gone by where at least one of these young teams sort of gets a nationally televised game, maybe against a playoff caliber team. And they really try and run the ball as fast as they can. They want to try and put on a show. Um, I think that's exactly what we get here, especially coming out the gates. Two teams who are basically excited to play on a night where they are basically front and center in the NBA. Uh, and it could result in a pretty fast paced output as a result. But, you know, the bottom line is it's still Detroit and it's still Orlando. And obviously this play involves them having to make shots to a pretty high degree. So, you know, it's it's not necessarily a comfortable play. But I have landed on a first half over here um, looking at everything. And like I said, 
having spent as much time as I did, I hope it at least pays <laughs> off to some extent. Josh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, Kate, I, have, I have two questions for both of you. One, we're, we're, we're all betting on this game. Oh, you know what? That's right, Katie. You have a bet on this, so I shouldn't interrupt you. No, yet. no, go ahead. Okay. Honestly, are you going to watch this game? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm so invested now. I have no choice, Chris. <laughs> You've already spent an hour and a half. You might as well just watch the game. That's I, true. Didn't, I didn't spend that much time, yeah, researching two absolute dud teams to not follow through all the way here. I, I'm, I'm pot committed, really. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my second question is, after the Nets dropped 150 on Orlando, you know, how do you think that affects Orlando in this game? Because their defense has shown some improvements, right? So... Man, I mean that's a that's a that's a pretty humbling, uh, you know, experience two days ago. So do you ever take? I mean, do you take that kind of thing into consideration? Uh, normally, I would I would look at it probably a little bit more than I did. It was one of those things where I tried to balance out what mattered more: coming off of a result like that, or the fact that they again just get this opportunity against a team probably of you know equal value. Yeah, yeah, on a you know nationally televised stage, and I think that that's kind of more motivation in itself than them carrying on any lingering effects from there is where I landed on that one. Um, but yeah, that, that was obviously extremely brutal. I also, the one thing um, to your point where you sort of mentioned about Orlando's defensive rebound capabilities, they've been excellent since the All Star yeah. break, excellent since the start of February. Um, but when I remove Wendell Carter Jr. from their lineup and look at their rebounding stats, uh, it's basically right back, dead smack in the middle of league average. So I think those second chance opportunities might exist for Detroit here, who do crash the offensive glass really well. They're a top eight team in that regard since the All-Star break, top eight the past sort of six weeks now. And having Isaiah Stewart back, I think he'll be aggressive in that regard in trying to scoop up some of those extra points for them. Well, the angle I was looking at here, I'm going to play the Magic minus two and a half because the Pistons, I mean, it's tanking time. We know that they're doing that, and they're already out of the playoffs. But for the team with the second-worst record in the league, you fall to sixth worst-case scenario in the lottery, right? The third-worst team yeah. fall to the seventh spot overall within the lottery or, or within those spots. So the Magic are a half game up. Half game behind. Pistons are a half game up on the Magic. Yeah. A game behind up on the Rockets in the dead last place. So, I mean, why do the Pistons really want to win this one? If Cade's not, Cade Cunningham isn't fully healthy back, he's non-COVID illness, just let him sit. They're already out a bunch of guys. Um, Wendell Carter Jr., him being ruled out right before the show started doesn't make me feel great. I liked the Magic to cover a little bit better with him in. But... Overall, I don't think either of these teams are really going to want to win this game, but I think the Pistons may be a little less, especially after the Magic just got throttled by the Nets. Like, bounce back and get a win and cover in the two and a half. I think that'll be okay for them tonight. So, who knows with two teams like this, what's going to happen? I initially had a thought on playing the under in the first half, and then I saw Josh was on the over, and I thought, not going against Josh right now. So... <laughs> Who knows? Anything could happen tonight. Um, I guess that's what will make this game fun. So enjoy yeah. watching, Josh. You'll be by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to tune into March Madness probably over that. Do you think there's a chance, Kate, that because um, 
DeAndre Ayton, you know, he's going to be a restricted free agent after this season. Do you think there's a chance that the Pistons pick him up? Because I think that would be a pretty good – I mean, they need stronger play from their front court, you know, on a consistent basis. But would you, would you miss – I guess, would you miss DeAndre Ayton on the Suns? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's obnoxious, but yeah, I would. <laughs> he, I mean, he has his games where he's got a 20-point, a 20 20-rebound night. I would really like those to happen more consistently, yeah. but I think the Suns will match whatever, uh, being a restricted free agent, I think the Suns will match whatever comes out. So I don't see him, I don't know. I don't see him going. Yeah, it's a weird one. I, I have no idea either. I think they definitely let someone else make the offer sheet and then match it. I don't think they're necessarily going to put anything on the table. Well, And, um, and they'll let someone else decide his value. Yeah, that's what the Suns do every time. It's smart. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he wanted the what he wanted the full max, and they said we'll yeah. give you three years at yeah. the max, and he he wanted to take the full, so that's why he didn't sign that. But I'm not sure he's going to get the full if he goes elsewhere. So his best option, yeah, he hasn't be whatever he, the Suns match basically, which could exactly. end up being less than what they, he was offered the first time. Exactly. Yeah, it was kind of a bet on yourself situation this season, which is great. Like I'm all for when players do that. But um, it hasn't necessarily panned out, I don't think, in his favor. Like you said, those inconsistencies, right? It's You see those 2020 games and you, you know he's capable of it. You just need to see it more and with regularity. And it, it just doesn't happen, especially against um, certain opposition where for someone his size, I think he still gets bullied a little bit too much. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like he has those big nights against teams like the Magic or the Pistons or some of the lesser teams. But, you know, going up against Joel Embiid, going up against um, Jokic, Giannis, some of those really big players that he's, mm, I don't know. He should watch some Jokic footage because, you know, nobody shoots, I mean, as a big man, the way that Jokic can shoot the ball is really impressive. But, you know, Aiden, that doesn't mean that that's all you have to do. You know, you could still you could still kind of body people, you know, in the front court. <laughs> so, you know, Jokic is certainly good on that end as well. I do forget that he's still on his rookie contract. Like, he hasn't been in the league all that long. So he's still young. Yeah. He's probably one of the oldest-looking 23-year-olds <laughs> in the league. But he is still only 23. I mean, he's a oh, baby. There's no right? doubt about that. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on this uh, Pistons Magic game tonight? I don't know how to follow what you just said. Okay, that was hilarious. Okay. Um, <laughs> so none, none for me. Uh, may we all win. It's certainly possible. May we all win. Chris yeah. is playing the under full game. I'm taking Magic minus two and a half, and Josh is taking the over in the first half. We'll talk a little bit about some college basketball. March Madness has kicked off a couple games this morning. I'm actually wearing an Iowa shirt right now. You can't see it because I realized that the black lettering on the black shirt, unless you're in person, doesn't show up very well. Uh, and Iowa is playing right now. We're going to do a little quick score check. Halftime, yeah. they're down by one. They're nine-and-a-half-point favorites in this one over Richmond. Uh, alive, Big second alive. half for Iowa is what we need. Yeah, a, a live bet on Iowa would not be a bad look right now. Love it. Yeah. What else do you guys have um, on today's slate? And then I also want to hear who you guys have in your final four. Chris? Sure. Want to go first? Um, so, on the slate today, 
uh, you know, obviously not never as much exposure as I'm going to have in the in the NBA. So, you know, take all these things with somewhat of a grain of salt because I don't say that I'm an expert in college basketball, but I, I am surrounded by some of the best. So I, you know, hopefully some of that osmosis happens. But um, I really like uh, I, I thought that Richmond and Iowa were Iowa were going to go over. I have over 150 in that one. Uh, certainly the way that Iowa can score the pace that they play at. And I think that Richmond can can probably match them for most of that game. The first half doesn't look too hot on that end, but we've seen a lot of high-scoring second half, so maybe that goes up. Um, I wouldn't play on North Carolina. They've just been too inconsistent this year. So, I mean, that's just my take from my studies on them. Uh, and then I kind of like Akron tonight, plus 13, to be a little feisty. Obviously, UCLA is a big step-up in class, but uh, they play slow, and that game should be you know usually slow-paced. Defensive predicated games are, are in favor of the dog, especially when you get that many points. Um, I don't know offhand who's in my final four, but I know that I have Tennessee to win it all in a few brackets. I, I really like the way Tennessee plays tenacious defense. Uh, you know, they really attack the rim. You would think they'd be better at defensive round uh, rebounding, but they're very good at offensive round rebounding, which is, you know, that's a pretty huge stat. Um, and, the college of basketball, especially because the shooting just isn't as pristine as we see in the NBA, right? So if you can create those second chance opportunities, it could be a big difference maker. Incredible defense. Uh, and they did win the SEC championship. And one of my betting buddies reminded me that, you know, conference winners do win uh, the uh, total tournament more than others. So, um, you know, they have a, goal, a few things working in their favor. It, it'd be nice to see Gonzaga win, though, since they've never won it. And they certainly have had these elite teams year after year. But that uh, Chet Holmgren is an interesting character on Gonzaga. Uh, but, God, he's so skinny. So when you face some of these teams like Tennessee, like Duke, who have big you know, power guys down low, um, he, he, he doesn't thrive in those situations. So I guess, I guess a little fandom for Gonzaga. It would be nice to see the, the old Zags take it. Uh, I mean, I guess, they're, I guess their mascot is the Bulldogs, right? So why do the people call them the Zags? I don't know. Uh, but it'd be kind of cool to see Gonzaga, but I'll have some bets on Tennessee. And, you know, since you're uh, rooting for Iowa there, Kate, I, I think I do have Iowa in my final four. I'm not just making that up. I think, I think that their yeah. offense can overwhelm a lot of opponents, but they're, they're going to have to start stepping it up today. They are. Hopefully this will be a little bit of a wake up call if they can get past this game, but this is, this is Iowa basketball. They just kind of want you to sweat out every single game over and over. They like to make it close, very uh, high stress. That's just kind of what they do. Started the first half already, down three in the first half. You know, <laughs> better pick it up. But Iowa's in, in one of my final fours. Yes, I went to Iowa, so love the school, love the team. But I, they also are playing really well. They're probably peaking one of the schools that are peaking right now at the right time. I mean, won the Big Ten tournament for the first time in years. They're they're looking good right now if they can get past this Richmond team, and hopefully that's a little bit of a wake-up call. Josh, you got any um, action on any of today's games? I have no action, and as of five minutes ago, I just decided that I'm now also rooting for Iowa. Thank you. Um, <laughs> because because aside from that, I, just, I don't have that uh, vested interest in – NCAA tournaments, unfortunately, and it is something I kind of am jealous of. Uh, obviously, like culturally, I feel like it's a big thing for you guys over there, whereas it's one of those things where on this side of the world, uh, unless you have like a really close allegiance, it's hard to just sort of jump on board and start following or supporting in any way. And 
obviously with everything I bet on, I was a fan and followed and supported it first before I got into the betting side of it. And I think that's probably a large part of why I just never got into the betting component for college basketball. Um, but hey, if you're rooting for Iowa, I'm rooting for Iowa as well. Uh, that's about, that gives me something to, to cheer for and something to follow, I guess. Hopefully it lasts more than a day though, right, Kate? That'd be pretty <laughs> I mean, awesome. I hope, but <laughs> you never know. But yeah, it, I mean, March yeah. Madness is a huge thing over here. In, in my household this yeah. morning, the first question that was, first comment, question, anything that was spoken was what time did the game start today? Like, not even a good morning, right. hey, you want some coffee? Let's just get straight to when the game starts. So, very fun time of the year over here. It just yeah. kind of felt exciting waking up, kind of like Christmas. So, yeah. um, I can imagine, like I said, culturally, like, it, it looks like a ton of fun. And it's one of those things where I'd love to get involved with. Um, but I wouldn't even know where to start. And obviously, until I enrich myself, I think, in someone or, you know, a team or program in one way, it's it's not something I'm going to just pull a name out of a hat and decide, well, let's let's do this. Yeah, and that's too hard to do during tournament time, too, because there's so many upsets, so many random things happening. So <laughs> right. I, I haven't paid as close attention to college basketball this year, just working on the show. I've kind of been immersed in the NBA. So... In past years, I've uh, paid a little bit more attention, but I'm kind of just riding my favorites in terms of rooting interest right now. Not necessarily betting interest, but rooting. I do have in my final four, pulling up my bracket here, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Arizona, and Iowa. So I have Arizona beating Tennessee, Chris. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, that. I mean, that's really the only competition I see for Tennessee, yeah. you know, until they make it there. They're, that's one of the reasons why I like them is their bracket's a little – a little softer than others. Um, mm -hmm. They'd have to get past Villanova too, but Villanova doesn't right. quite look the way that they used to in the past. Yeah, so uh, it's you know it's going to be interesting for sure. There's a lot of reasons to party today. It's St. Patty's Day. <laughs> it's March Madness. Uh, for all yeah. of you out there who are getting after it, you know, party responsibly. I'll, I'll say that I, I, I've definitely um, partied somewhat irresponsibly in my life. So take it from me. <laughs> I did that too. My Iowa days were plenty of fun. Too much, so take it easy now. But all right, well, short and sweet and easy. Um, kind of all we have to talk about with only one NBA game today and touching a little bit on March Madness. But Chris, go enjoy your evening. Have a beer. Josh, I'd tell you to go have a beer, but you just woke up, so maybe <laughs> still have a beer. Who knows? Oh, Josh, right. Josh. <laughs> quickly checking out our best bets for today in this Pistons Magic game. Chris is taking the full game under. I am taking the magic on the side. And Josh is playing the first half over. That's all, guys. Head over to Twitter. Give us all a follow. Josh at punt underscore school. Chris is at Farley Betts. I am at Kate Constable. We will see you back tomorrow for another very full slate of NBA games to cap off the week. And look forward to it. Have a good night.